Well, when you do Morgan Freeman, <laughs> what you do is you got to remember a line he once said. And then you say it slowly. And then you say it again. <laughs> and it sounds like a shot a new sentence every time you start talking. You see, some people got to get busy living. <laughs> and some people got to get busy dying to stop this podcast. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, please start good. the podcast that that's way. That's the thing. That's the thing. That's got to be. Leave me, darling. Don't hang me up Let me go from your love, man Just like a business You've got me chained in my mm, mm, mm. Oh, you guys Leftover turkey with gravy and sweet potato pie All like mashed up into a sandwich Is the best sandwich you can get Oh, I love Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving is my favorite holiday of the year. It is not Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving takes place roughly around Thanksgiving, but just like whenever I can get all my favorite comedians over to my house and then we do a big turkey. Uh, last year we did like a turducken, but it was just so much work. But it's just like an excuse to make my sweet potato pie and then just like eat until I get almost sick. It's so fun. But then the fucking leftovers, bro. The leftovers are sick. Uh, it's been a good week. It's been a good week. Uh, welcome back to you guys, hideous people. Thank you for tuning back in. Uh, this is brief interviews of hideous men. I'm your host, Jez Watts. Um, it's been fun though. It's been uh, it's been a good week. Uh, it's so so settled back in a life um, here in Perth uh, with the, with the rooms here and whatnot. Um, like uh, on Monday, I did uh, at uh, at Infinite Jest uh, every Monday at the Flying Scotsman. If you're in Perth. Um, I did uh, I did our experiment uh, this week, uh, which is question time, where like the audience is asking you questions, and like you don't come up with any material, you just like answer questions and you try to make that funny. And fuck, man, that is a really fun thing to do. Like coming up completely unprepared. Like I feel like when you when you first start doing it, like I mean, I, it, it wasn't even long ago in in like my comedy career that I started sort of trying to come on stage from time to time with not really anything. Uh, necessarily mapped out to talk about but coming up specifically with nothing where like everyone in the audience knows you got nothing where to bring prepared material is kind of antithetical to the set and and to what you're supposed to be doing it is incredibly just liberating you know like you you i don't know i feel like audiences who come to improv for instance like um, like their bar for what needs to be good and enjoyable for them, like sort of the, the quality they expect to have fun is, uh, it's, it's like lower, like not, there's not to like disparity improv or whatever. Long form improv is great. Uh, short form is bullshit and anyone who watches it should die. But long form improv can actually be really great. It's, it's in fact, mostly I've seen, uh, like, uh, loads, like very skillful and very, and very funny, like, like often, but, um, but yeah, and I feel like like when you do like because uh, we we do this experiment like question time that that I did this Monday, but we have other things like uh, that sort of have maybe a similar uh, kind of handicap put on the performer. But then because the audience knows that handicap is there, then that bar gets lowered for their enjoyment, so they're just like more willing to go with you. Plus, I mean, I guess I don't know. You can just be more real. I guess like that's the term. Like um, I don't know. There's a lot of artifice when you first start doing stand up. To, to what you're doing on stage, to your persona, to even, like, the material. 
like I know when I started, like like when I first first started, like I would write out my sets like word for word, um, and I w- I would even type them out. I would like write them on my laptop. I would print them. I'd be walking around backstage with like a sheet of A4 paper, which was written out word for word, and just be walking back and forth like trying to memorize this shit. And then that has evolved over time. I mean, I'm not you know I'm still not in stand up for that long. You know, like I'm, I'm I've been in for a little less than four years now, which is really, like, not a great deal of time. Um, and at this point now, like, I'll be writing down sort of keywords, you know, like, it's more of a set list. Um, but coming up there with, with literally nothing at all, or I guess no clear plan at all, like, you've got things that you've said in the past. Maybe you have an idea of the topics you want to talk about, or you have an idea of maybe the bits you'll get to. But being, like, agnostic about it and sort of responding to the room, I think, is to some degree, like, that's, that's like, a, a more sort of high-level comedy approach. And getting, I guess, maybe forced into it, um, it's, I mean, I don't know, it's, uh, it's cool, it's fun. I had a really good time, uh, it went really well. Um, last night, I, uh, I was at, uh, another room in, in Perth, Shapiro Tuesdays, and, uh, we had to do, like, what's called, like, the Shapiro Roast Battle, um, where at the beginning of the night, like two comics come up and the audience gives them like a suggestion, like a, like a topic. And then you go away for like half an hour and you like close the first half with a roast battle, but you got to have written these jokes based on the, the, like the topic that you were given. So you only really got half an hour to, 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 to write your roast jokes. You go to like five jokes and stuff. Um, I did that with the, this great comic, Sean Conway, uh, super fun, like, like just loads of fun. I don't know, it's, it's been great that, like, so far this week, like, I've gotten up twice, um, unfortunately there's no real regular Sunday room, but, like, um, but I got up Monday, got up Tuesday both times, it's, like, no material that I, that I started the day with, you know, like, I mean, I, I love working on bits, I love working on, on actual, like, stand-up business, but working on just being on stage and being funny, I mean, I just think that's so important, and that's something that, um, you can't, you can't really jump ahead in it, you know, like you've got to, anyway, whatever. Uh, the, it was all good. It was, I was really happy. Actually, um, what I'm going to do is I, I ended up like uploading the, uh, the, uh, the, the roast battle set. Like I uploaded it to, to YouTube or whatever. So I'll, I'll link it on the, on the website on infinitejest.com.au. Um, if you guys want to see it, it's actually, it's pretty funny. Like, uh, I mean, like, Bear in mind, like, we only had half an hour, so, like, we both got a couple of jokes in there that were like, oh, oh dear, that was not so good. But, I mean, overall, like, uh, I, I think it was a really funny battle, um, and I think it was, you know, all the, all the more fun because we didn't have, like, a week or two to prepare, where uh, there's, there's that... I mean, this sounds like... sounds like I'm saying it's shitty, but, like, then there's not that expectation of quality or that expectation of, like, real high quality... And so, everyone's just having more fun. It's, you know, a bit more loosey-goosey or whatever, but... Uh, I mean, check, check it out. If you want to go to the website, you, you can watch the, the video. Um, what else do I want to talk about? Fringe World. Fringe World's coming. That is the yearly, um, like, comedy major comedy festival for Perth. Um, Fringe obviously happens all around the year, but uh, Fringe World in Perth is, is January and February um, of, uh, of 2017. Everyone, pretty much all the comics from Infinite Jest, um, who, uh, 
all of whom have, have guested on this podcast a bunch, um, will be doing shows, like their own shows, concept shows, all that kind of stuff. Um, guys, if you if you are a fan of the podcast and you're in Perth particularly, uh, please come out and support us at the festival. Like, that is the time of year that we, like, work towards. Um, Sonny Yang's doing a cool show. Nick Mara's doing his first solo show. Uh, I'm doing my new hour. I'm also doing a split show with Glenn Grimwood, who is a much funnier comic than me, but, I mean, we've been coming up together, and uh, the only way I could get him to do a show is if I did a split with him. So, come and see that. Um, and of and, uh, Infinite Jest is doing uh, the nasty show, which is our guaranteed offensive comedy. Um, so, yeah, go to infinitejest.com.au um, for links to all those. What else? What else? Hey, what else have we got coming up? Um, January 8th, we've got a monthly, uh, our, like, new uh, monthly pro show which sometimes takes months off, uh, called Comedy at the Flytrap. That's got a baller lineup. Uh, again, you can find a link to that on the website for tickets. Um, hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm. What else has been happening? There's a bunch of fucking awesome comics from over east uh, staying in Perth at the moment. Man, it's so inspiring. It's so inspiring hanging out with people who've been in comedy for longer or even like a similar amount of time and have just worked harder. And, and just that, like seeing the work ethic of a proper comic, like a proper touring comic who doesn't fuck around and who is just always like always be comedying. Um, it's, it's a good thing to see. Um, and also hanging out with better, people who are better than you just makes you funnier. Like whether or not you don't have to like take their ideas or just by osmosis, you just become a funnier person. Like, Fuck. God, I wish I lived over east in so many ways. I mean, there's so many good things about coming up in comedy over Perth because, like, you kind of just get handed opportunities because the pool is so shallow. It's like, oh, they just need people. And so you end up being able to, like, step up real quick. But, man, there's so many really funny people um, just living over east because that's just sort of, like, more the comedy hub, the the mecca of, of Australia, like Sydney and Melbourne in general. But we've got um, James McCann, who's uh, obviously been on the podcast a couple of times in a couple of our best episodes, honestly. Uh, he's been in town for, like, last week. He did a thing yesterday where he uh, he live-streamed all this thing on, on, on Facebook where he made from scratch, like, a, a an album, like a music album, because he produces music as well, as is a very funny comic, and uh, fucking live-streamed the whole thing on Facebook uh, in 24 hours, like, from where to go made an album and uploaded it to SoundCloud. So I'll link you to that as well. There's a couple of fucking club bangers on there. Um, all right, I think that's pretty much it. Um, the podcast this week is a good one, uh, once more. Uh, I really enjoyed last week, like, the sort of serious tone, but this one's maybe a return to, to the more regular form where uh, we just sort of hang out with uh, some fun peeps and uh, and, and talk stories. Uh, we've got Nick Mara with his... Ludicrous Life, uh, Roy's on here, Tor, uh, I, I am on, of course. Um, so anyway, guys, without further ado, here is Zippo.cast. Which episode is this one, though? Is this 17? Is this number 17, I think, maybe? Uh, it is episode 17. Uh, <laughs> episode 17 of Brief Interviews to Hideous Men Hating gay people is brave
That's such a hacky thing. No, fucking do it. Who gives a shit? Nobody's gonna know. This no one's gonna, gonna shit. Like your like, Rory, put it into more context. Give it a three-minute setup this time. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> so you see how Nick just laughed and moved the microphone away from his face because he felt guilty? It's too long a setup, motherfucker. Rory. It's too long a setup. Rory, if you're not going to the gym anymore, I go to the gym. Now give me those chips. <laughs> no. I thought you were going to say, like, give me that joke. And I was like, no, tall, you could do better. I know I could. <laughs> She's no square head. <laughs> oh yeah, it's gonna be a new insult. Squarehead is, square is not a bad insult. I quite like it. Nick's got a bit of a square head. Oh, thank you. That's a compliment. <laughs> I was waiting for you to say that. Hey Nick, you look good tonight. Thank you should you. always look that good. <laughs> I remember I said that to someone. <laughs> You don't look as good as you used to talk. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I dyed my hair. I dyed. That's a Nick Marrow classic, <laughs> that one. Yeah, one thing, Nick. First of all, that's not true. Second of all, that's so mean. Like, he got shit. I, rem- I honestly remember that one time that I saw Tor with her beautiful hair just walking like an angel. That was the most beautiful Tor, moment I've ever seen. It's about to get weird. <laughs> and the angels go. fly. Mm. Oh, sorry, Tor. I feel bad being mad. Yeah, that's good. You can just take it. It just bounces bad, right yeah. off. Birds walk as well. I mean, people have said worse things, like my parents. <laughs> now nah, they're good. Nah, you you got a personality of um, someone whose parents love them. I feel. Yeah, my parents boring. love me. Yeah. No, yeah, you just fine. feel optimistic. They're and, cool. You're good. Yeah. It's just like I wish they encouraged me to do things I wanted to do when I was a kid. Like what were the things you wanted to do? That like play did? piano, play the saxophone. Wait, you wanted to play piano and the saxophone, and your parents were just like, no, 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 they let me. But then when I said I want to give this up, they were like, okay. Oh, I get what you mean. But oh. when I wanted to give up playing basketball, they're like, no, don't do that. But I hated playing basketball. Hmm. If they had encouraged me as much to play Wait, piano so, so or to play them, the saxophone. So you want them to like encourage you, but when they did encourage you not give up, you're like, fucking come on. Fuck off. Well, why didn't they put that much effort into playing music as they did to play basketball? Because it probably costs a lot to like. Yeah, it's like a basketball is super cheap to buy and pianos and saxophones. Did your parents have financial troubles? I already owned a saxophone and the piano was just what you you used in the class and a keyboard's not that expensive. Basketball, you have to go on trips. You have to play for hotels. You have to buy your equipment, which is more than just a basketball. You have to play for hotels? You have to pay for them. Oh, you have to pay for hotels. When you go on trips. Yeah, no, I thought you were like playing basketball like for hotels and then I was like, well, then the hotels just sponsor you and like I didn't understand. No, that's not how that works. No, Okay, yeah. it's good. It's good you explained. So, you ever meet LeBron? Totes. LeBron's, LeBron or Kobe? Look, I was... I, I don't I know who never, either of I was never really into Kobe. Um, I never really liked LA because uh, he played for the Lakers, right? Yeah, I yeah, was all, obviously a Toronto uh, Raptors fan mm-hmm. uh, back in the day. Uh, and obviously Chicago. Like, and how could you not love the Bulls? But I never... Because by the time I stopped playing basketball, LeBron had just come out. And it was gay? gay? <laughs> Jinx. Uh, you and me. Uh, Blowjob. All right. <laughs> Go on. <laughs> no, LeBron had just come, like, had, had left high school to start playing right. in the NBA. You know? And I was long gone out of the basketball scene by that point. And I was mm-hmm. just like, oh, this guy's cool. Like, this is amazing. Like, imagine I had just left high school and they're like, hey, do you want to play in the WNBA? And I was like, no. <laughs> no. Why would I want to like play in the boys. WNBA? <laughs> <laughs> so, uh... Do you reckon you could do that thing they did at the end of Space Jam where Michael Jordan's arms stretch out really far, like all the way from half court? I think I could. 
Could you do it right in now on podcast? A, totally. Watch me. Ready? Let's role play. See that I'm, hoop? I'm the monster. See, I'm see that hoop legs. on the other side of the of Beaufort Street? Huh, you see, see it. it? Okay, ready? Tor, you'll never make it. No. Tor, no. This is the sound a stretching arm makes. Slam dunk. Wow, that was pretty impressive. Yeah, well, you know. I'm pretty impressive. Yeah, it's about they're up by uh, six points instead, so they're still in the lead. But, uh, you know. Well, those monsters are about to get a a uh, a beating. I was trying to think of something that rhymes with monsters, but then I'm like, this is too hard. You're a basketball player, not a comedian. Don't worry. About <laughs> <that>. <laughs> I'm eating your chips. Go ahead. You know, I went to um, I went to uh, North Carolina at Chapel Hill for like uh, an exchange semester, like in the states. And uh, Michael Jordan uh, came out of North Carolina. Mm-hmm. Like that's the university yes. he was at. Yes, okay. I know. Um, they have framed on their wall a letter from Michael Jordan to Duke University, which is like their rival university, where Michael Jordan is just like, "Oh, sorry, I don't want to. Uh, I don't want to like take your." position like playing college basketball with you because i'm going to be at north carolina and they just have it on the wall because they're like passive aggressive pieces of shit fair enough that's really that whole story how do you know it's written by michael jordan like is it like signed like it was signed in a really big handprint he doesn't actually know how to write what it's 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 dictated but not read and there's a big handprint in his his john handcuff (laughs) is just a handprint Yeah, it's been a Morse code. You're going to bounce a basketball a long time to stand. Like, yeah. <laughs> it's just his hand and his cock. It's just that. It's his John Hancock. <laughs> Do you reckon you could uh, ever drink Michael's special, Michael's special stuff, Jazz? I don't know what that's a reference to, but I'm on board. Space Jam! Oh, listen, it's been a long time since I've seen Space Jam, all right? It's not I like... Michael, a- I meant Michael Caine's special stuff from the movie Batman, obviously. How would, how would, it, how would, it, how would it sound, Rory, if Michael Caine asked me to drink his special stuff? Okay, you, are you Batman or are you Jez in this situation? You're Michael Caine. Oh, Jez! No, can't do it. Master, watch. <laughs> there what? we go. I need you to drink this special stuff, you see? <laughs> you see, your parents... <laughs> I buried them because <laughs> they didn't drink enough for special stuff. Have you ever heard Colin tell you how to speak like Michael Caine? Yes, I, it's just like got, saying Michael Caine. My name is Michael Caine. My name Michael is Caine. Michael Caine. I, he taught me how to do Michael Caine and how to do a uh, fucking Morgan Freeman on the same podcast, and I was like, oh, mwah. now can you both? So, uh, oh wait, I want to hear Morgan Freeman explain to me how to do Morgan Freeman. Well, when you do Morgan Freeman, <laughs> what you do is you got to remember a line he once said, and then you say it slowly, and then you say it again, <laughs> and it sounds like a shot a new sentence every time you start talking. You see, some people got to get busy living, <laughs> and some people got to get busy dying to stop this podcast. <laughs> oh my oh, God, please start good. the podcast that that's way. That's the sting. That's the sting. It's going to be. I remember the day I met Andy Dufresne. (laughs) (laughs) I'm Morgan Freeman, and this is my favorite podcast. (laughs) Yeah, you can put that that on the poster now. You know the poster you hang up on the podcast? (laughs) Yeah, the poster, yeah, on the podcast wall. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. If you do another Dingles, Dem. Morgan, um... I would like to do another one. Mm. I was going to say, Morgan Freeman, I read he smokes weed all the time. He, That's um, why he talks so slowly. Yeah. <laughs> he's got um, some kind he's, kush. He's got <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I'm like the cheapest guy in the room and I do a fucking Morgan Freeman impression. What no, if he smoked weed? It's, <laughs> I, re- I read that. Guys, what if Morgan Freeman smoked a little bit of weed? I think it says a little something I like this. I'm not going to do, no, do it. No, do it. Do it. No, do it. We're all, we're all we're waiting on bated breath. Ah. Uh, that's good. I love doing weed. <laughs> I, don't I don't think he would say doing weed, though. No, I think he would. 
<laughs> you know, I feel like he's pretty old. You know, this is me doing an impression of the Walking Spring for smoking weed. I say doing weed because uh, I don't, you know, straight edge, straight edge for life. Sorry, guys. I'm doing the X in my hands right I've now. I've seen you drunk. That's different. You know? No. I was asking for it. It's fine. Okay. You know? Keep I, going, Morgan Freeman. We okay. want him back. I, right, I was uh, ready to... Ca- wait, yeah, well, Nick. The cannabis. The cannabis. And he what said, what, the what? The cannabis? The, the cannabis? It's called cannabis, Nick. Even I know that. Yeah. And Morgan Freeman says he uh, he loves cannabis. He he um, smokes it, he eats it, and he snorts it. That sounds what? like someone who's never he done weed. That sounds <laughs> yeah. like me writing about doing weed. Yeah, I eat it, I snort it, uh, I inject it. Uh, I put it up my butt. I yeah, shelve yeah. it. I'll shelve it. You guys don't. You guys don't butt puff. No way, man. So you, so you get the biggest high. You, you shove it right up there, and you inject it in between your toes. Mmm. High. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> I think I'm thinking about becoming like a marijuana activist. How? Like mm. how? What are you gonna do? You gonna well, like, didn't they so just legalize it? Like, no, no, no. no. Like, yeah, this is like a really good time to jump in on it. Like, <laughs> you know what? I think people should have it. For, oh well, I well, did no, a good job. Not even, not even that way. Like, it, I mean, yeah. Australia's uh, got a WA is the first place to legalize medicinal marijuana in Australia. In Australia, is that true? Yes. Yeah. Oh, I thought other places must be ahead of us. Not in Australia. Oh, oh. oh cool. I thought Australia wide. It was all. No, um, just medicine. WA. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. What? All oh, right. Sorry. Oh. I guess I, this must have been wrong, right? I thought what I read about this was that uh, Western the Western Australian government decided not to block federal federal re- legislation. That's yeah. what I heard. Uh, yeah. What did you? I mean, Nick is a lawyer, but look, I don't. Okay, he's maybe a, I'm he's wrong. A, he's a terrible lawyer, though. So yeah, oh. he's no, he's no big. C he lawyer, gives good right? advice. <laughs> he, yes, <laughs> I don't. This is not my area, so I know as much as anyone does. Uh, but I remember reading. Uh, <laughs> I, an article on, on, online about it, and uh, the I, if I can remember, cannabis. Like I don't know a lot about it. Oh, I'm just. I so, just, what was the federal legislation? Legislation. Oh, I, I, I don't know. <laughs> like in the article I read was just like, like the 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 local the state government decided not to block federal legislation like allowing like the medical marijuana, mm-hmm. uh, and like they could have, and they were like, eh, let's let the federal gui- guidelines. So, but then and maybe every other state has blocked it. No, maybe. Wait, wait, no, so every was the law passed or not? <laughs> it was passed, and um, <laughs> and <laughs> but from my understanding, they're going to just really kind of manipulate it so only the active ingredients they take away the high from it or something. That's that's the impression well, I got not reading. The purpose it. of it? Well, the TH there's some chemical in it that gives you the beneficial stuff that stops little kids from having epilepsy. That's what they want. They don't want the the high. So I like, want little kids to have epilepsy. That's ri- <laughs> I want to have little kids having epilepsy and h- be high as fuck and watch them. That's what I want. That That's what I want all our laws to... I can't wait for that movie to come out. Epilepsy Camp. <laughs> okay, never mind. I a made a reference to a movie that you've never seen, yeah. and I just Wouldn't thought about it. Have you ever seen Tourette's Camp? No. Wouldn't it be the sequel to Fat Camp called Fit Camp? It's like heavyweights, but... Seizure weights. I don't know. <laughs> You're sure you didn't smoke weed before you got on this podcast? No. All right. Well, she did. They would have removed all the stuff that gets rid of the high. (laughs) (laughs) I would have stopped having fits and it would have been great. Yeah. So, uh, Jazz. Hmm? uh, I think I love you. Aw. So, what are you so afraid of? (laughs) I mean, weed's not been passed. Weed has been passed in this country, or maybe not. I don't know any of the details. Wasn't listening. I made a great joke about Fit Camp. People love it if they listen back to it. Anyway, uh,. (laughs) But, I mean, you know, gay marriage hasn't been legalized, I think. Yeah, I mean, what Wait. the fuck, Australia? Oh. What the fuck? I mean, they got a big sign above court that says, love wins. And I thought, finally, hey, you know, we did it. We didn't. 
Yeah, it's about time we take a stand that almost every other person on the planet has taken. Yeah. You know? <laughs> We're so brave. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, well, we should do. Don't we, you think? I think we should, if we want to be brave, we should say they should make, uh, they should keep it illegal, gay marriage illegal. That's brave. That's not That's brave. That's true. That, that is, is brave. a brave no, stance to take. That is not take. brave at all. You guys are confusing brave with like, just being an opposing side. What? You know? No, I'm pretty like, sure it's brave. No, being brave. brave isn't like, yeah, well, that thing that everyone deserves. Fuck it, I think it's, I think it's bad. That's yeah, just, but this that's is the thing. Bad. Like, like now, like everybody, uh, it's just like yeah. a few old people who are just like, oh, like, uh, like marriage equality shouldn't be real. Are they like, brave? Actually, if as a what? Are they brave? No. Yeah. Well, no, they're old. You know what's brave? But no, if oh, we you as young, if we, if that's right, they're too oh. old to be brave. They're gonna die. If we as young people like take a, 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 a unpopular stance like marriage should remain unequal, we're brave. Mm. That's not, I don't I'm not saying you're right. It's like the worst. Yeah, I'm not saying it's right or wrong. Obviously, I it's wrong. No, no, it's pretty. No, obviously it's right. But I'm not going to say that. What's our stance? Yes, hate gay people. <laughs> we hate. We gay people should die. <laughs> Gay people, gay people should have epilepsy is my stance. Well, yeah, because I remember asking, I was like talking to a, a friend of mine I went to uni with and I was just saying, you know, oh, can't believe they haven't made gay marriage illegal, you know, just just off the cuff. Illegal? I can't, I can't believe they haven't made it legal, <laughs> right? Just said it casually like that and then him and his girlfriend or him and his wife go really quiet and then his wife goes, Will doesn't think sh- gay people should get married. He's That's Whoa. ludicrous. Like, I, I like, it- never run into anybody who actually has that opinion yeah. anymore. And I was like, oh, wow, I go... Next thought is, should I still be friends with him? Is it okay to be friends with someone who doesn't believe? Did you follow up on it? Like, uh, because he was there, right? Like, yeah, yeah. So, Um, did you follow up and ask? Because I know you, Nick Marrow, (laughs) and and I'm assuming at that point you went, what, what? You wouldn't suck a dick. You wouldn't (laughs) suck a dick. You like, wouldn't even suck your own dick? Like, <laughs> what if you remove two ribs? Like, like you would go okay. crazy with it. Okay, some background. He lives in Kalgoorlie. Some background. Oh, I was that staying- shouldn't mean anything! <laughs> <laughs> Kalgoorlie! 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 Yeah, I'm fucking Kalgoorlie, mate! Yeah! They like the yeah. highest prostitution ring in right. Australia. <laughs> no, but they were like... I went to Kalgoorlie just recently. And I went to Kalgoorlie when I was a kid and we went on like a bus tour and I was probably oh, eight hottest, or nine. Uh, the hottest prostitution. <laughs> all the ho- yeah, all the hottest buses. Yeah. Uh, and like I was probably eight years old and at one point um, the person like who was like doing the tour like pointed at some things and like, oh, that's the red light district over there. Oh, the kids won't know what that's about. And I remember for the rest of the trip just being like, what's what's, what's a red light district and like can we go <laughs> like like i was just really excited to know turn on a red light but yeah i had no idea what the hell it was well, hey, well, Tor, Tor, you have to turn on that red light <laughs> oh, okay thanks Roy. this is just um, gonna be lyrics the rest of the fucking but, episode yeah but sorry go on but yeah like uh like uh, i was i was staying there with uh julian Mm-hmm. Julian Canny from the Comedy Emporium. It's ComedyEmporium.com. <laughs> I'm so glad he, I'm bringing this up and I'm referencing him to prostitution. Uh, <laughs> but no, like there was, there's like three brothels right across the street from his house mm-hmm. or from his girlfriend's house. And well, he, and one of them a, was like, his girlfriend's house. When, when he was a kid, he was saying they've always been there. Like, yeah, because they get a tax break. <laughs> Wait, the prostitutes get a tax break in Kalgoorlie. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. Interesting. And, and driving past one of the pubs, one of the many, many pubs in Kalgoorlie, um, it was just like skimpies start from 11 a.m. to close. 11 a.m. They're wearing clothes? That's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm thinking it's probably because maybe people doing night shit like yeah, that was the thing. Hours, the yeah. rotation. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm like, God, are they that, are they that lonely? Are they that 
Yeah. yeah. It's the biggest prostitution ring in the world. Well, you were, <laughs> it's in the middle of nowhere. No, you're, that's the thing. Yeah, it's like a bunch of people like doing mi- mining yeah. work and stuff. Yeah, like, it's like, called a mine town, not an R town. But they also have like... Um, so the super pit has the biggest, uh... By the way, I just want to say the super pit yeah. is the most depressingly titled thing <laughs> in the world. I know. But they, the, the super pit, uh, their main employment is females. Just oh. to dance around it, or? <laughs> no, the no super pit eats to the drive the trucks. <laughs> to drive the trucks that look like little turtles. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. You've really buried the lead here. They have trucks that look like little turtles. Because well, I want to go to they Calgary. They look little when they're in the pit, but when you get up close, they're quite big. But but like so when they're, they're driving, because they're moving so slow, and they look like they've got shells on their backs, they look like turtles <laughs> moving the fucking gold around. It's quite cute. <laughs> Wow, this gold in them hills. Yeah. Well, there's the gold fields, right? Oh. Yeah, and they're so not really hills, they're fields. So. All right, so you've been hanging out with Kalgoorlians. What's the correct term for them? Oh, well, I only really mate, hung out with the, Julian. The, mate, the correct term for them is fucking, fucking cunts, mate. <laughs> Goldies. Ah, yeah, the Goldie cunts. Ah, fucking these bogans, mate. God, I just want to punch Rory in the face. I right know, now. eh? <laughs> what? What? Uh, just trying to, trying to make a... Make a Make do with what I get in here, you know. All right, cool. Uh, yeah, so, <laughs> what, so what, uh, what, what is the correct term for people? I don't know. People? I would just right. call them. I would call them goldies, maybe. Goldie, goldies? Yeah, because it's the gold fields. All right, right? Let's call them goldies. Uh, yeah. So, did you say you weren't actually hanging out with them? Like you weren't spending time with them? No, I only because you were there for like a week, right? I wasn't in Kalgoorlie for a week. I went north or east, east of there. Oh, all right. Well, all right. I guess my question was this: Did you meet anybody uh, who was against gay marriage? Jez, because when I was no. talking to my friend, I was actually in Kalgoorlie when he said that. Wow. Right. And I was staying in his house. And then I was like, that's why I didn't challenge him on it. Because I was living in the guy's house yeah. right. in his town. So now that you're here, could you uh, phone him uh, while we record the conversation <laughs> and really challenge him about this whole gay marriage situation? Oh, I, I, I shouldn't. <laughs> oh, wait. I, I, think, I think we might actually be getting a call. Uh, sorry, I'm just, I'm just dialing him now. Uh, <laughs> Hello, Will. This is uh, hey, 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 is this Nick? Yeah, it is, mate. How you going? Oh, Nick, no. Yeah, it's going pretty good, mate. Uh, you know you know what I love? Well, I know what you don't love, mate. Don't you need the gays? Yeah, I hate them. Well, They're in their marriage. I like gays. Just don't like them getting married. I just, just think you're... It's just a, such a bigoted point of view, Will, you know? People should be able to marry. Um, I, I don't understand why you're against them. Because they just want to be brave. You know, if maybe if I'm brave enough, then I'll be able to, you know, admit my 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 sin of loving men. So- be able to come out. <laughs> sorry, uh, sorry, Will, just on the on the phone line with oh, Nick you. Oh, you must be tall. Yeah, yeah, I've heard you from Nick all the time. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, what's your stance on uh, a gay couples adopting? Um, totally for it. Totally for it. Yeah, yeah it's just a marriage thing. Oh, uh, okay. So, yeah, so, yeah. Is it um? Is it because you're concerned that they might ruin the sanctity of marriage? Is that is that your... Um... Are you married, Will? He is. Uh, Will's married, yeah. Well, Nick, you haven't heard, have you? No, what happened, Will? You still with Sarah? Yeah, I'm still with her. We're still married. That's good. No, Sarah... it's, just, you know, it's just our recent anniversary. It's just wondering if you knew it was our recent anniversary. Yeah, well, yeah, your you're, you're anniversary is actually in November, I remember. I was at your wedding. Yeah, yeah. Oh, man. Remember the wedding? Remember what you said to me on the wedding day? Was it something along the lines of, I'm so glad you're not gay? And- <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, well, did you enjoy... I mean, if you you had 
you must have been on cloud nine on your wedding day. It must have been one of the best days in your life, right? Yeah. yeah. So why do you deny other people from experiencing that same joy that you had? Because, uh, you know, I'm worried that, like, uh, there's, there's no boundaries left to cross, you know. Uh, what's to stop me from jumping over the fence? You know? I mean, I love my wife, but in the darkest moments of my of the night, you know, I feel like, you know, what if, uh, what if I don't love her, but what if I'm just, you know, not really loving who I am, but just trying to cope with it, you know? I mean, it's Kyle Nick. Are you scared that if gay people get Nick, married, I'll you might you right turn now. gay? I am scared. <laughs> Hold me, Nick. <laughs> well, I think you just need a hug because. No, no, will you, Come here, Will. Come here. I think that, that's the thing with bigotry, and it just all comes down from fear. Okay, I'm hang up now. No, no, Will. Oh, well, that <laughs> anyway, was. Nick, you're talking about bigotry. Uh, it's an interesting call from Will. Yeah. yeah. It's crazy we get such good reception all the way from Kalgoorlie. <laughs> I didn't get any reception in Kalgoorlie. No, no wedding receptions. None. No one would marry me. Not even the women. Do you want to get married one day, Tor? I don't think so. <laughs> you already. I think that's it? for the best. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I think so. Maybe I mean, if I really, really love someone and they wanted to get married, I would do it. But mm. this is the thing. Like, yeah, I think marriage is dumb. I always thought it was dumb, and then my dad died, and I was like, I better get married. And I got married like super quick, and then I had a terrible marriage, and like now I'm back to being like, yeah, marriage is dumb. Like, I think your circumstances can change, and you can think marriage is a good idea. But if you want to be with someone forever, you just will be. Yeah. Like, what is the point? I had it's a another s- brave stance. Why should we invite the government in to our relationship? I, I, yeah. But, like, also... also get like, a tax break, I guess, No, maybe? that's obviously true. Yeah. Like, like oh. why should you put, like... I mean, you, Nick, you're married. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why, um, well, why did you guys decide to get married? Well, um... Oh, look, there's a few reasons. Traditional? Were you traditional? Well, Marta is kind of traditional, and um, she um, uh, she also, um, she also was also saving herself to have sex for the first time with someone who oh, she gets shit. married, right? Wow. Oh, shit. Yeah, <laughs> well, in she, that scenario, You I were the only totally person she's ever had sex with? Yeah. In that scenario, but I would we marry the before. fuck out of somebody. But sorry, I think we just covered over something there. You had sex with her before marriage. Yeah, she was saving us because she like, and then I was like, we had sex before marriage, and I hope she never listens to this podcast. Why? Would and she? then I was like, you know what? I don't. I would feel bad if I didn't marry her because. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> <gave her> <laughs> yeah, I'll be like, she gave a virginity to me. I've got to marry her now. You know, and plus- I just want to say, n- marrying her not because you love her, but because you gave the virginity away. That's so brave of you. <laughs> <laughs> no, I do love her, and um, and she's like dead serious. Like this is for life. I'm like, um, I'm scared if I divorced her. Like. I don't know what will happen. Like, I don't think she'll be able to seriously handle it. Um, like my, um, she, it's dead for my life. ex-wife and I, like when we were together, I remember this one time we were having this conversation where um, we were sort of like sitting on the couch and holding each other and like having like a really loving night. And at some point she sort of turned to me and she went, hey, you know, uh, if you ever cheat on me, I'll push you in front of a train. <laughs> and I was like, oh, you. And like I hugged her and I was like, if you cheat on me. I would kill you too. And like, it was like actually a nice moment. It was like a thing that we shared where we were just like, yeah, we really love each other. And was then, it nice because you guys knew you had a solid out? <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. In retrospect, I'm like, that's a really emotionally broken like transaction that we just had. Mm. But like, then when like she did cheat on me and we did break up, uh, like, 
You have to, I, you have I, to kill I, I felt like reminding her, like just being like, "No, wait, you said I could murder you." Now. <laughs> yeah. That's was really that the agreement that we made? Is that not a verbal contract? Yeah, you but, brought like a lawyer in, like, "Oh, so it's a deal, a deal, <laughs> deal, a deal." Here's a knife. He's got to kill um, you. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, but that's the thing. I I think I like, I like the idea of being with someone forever. Yes, but I think like the practicality of it. Like, um, I, I, tr- I tried this thing a few weeks ago, like, I don't know if I'm going to bring it back, but, like, about how, like, all the atoms in your body change, like, every seven years, yep. like, you're, like, on an atomic level, you're a whole different person. So, at that point, the marriage of ours should be null and void. Like, you should have to get remarried if you want to stay married. Like, marriage should be for seven years. Yeah. <laughs> Like I, I don't, yeah, I don't understand I what like this whole like from till death was, especially because when people used to get married, it's like we lived for twenty years past that, and then we yep. were dead. Yeah, and it's like now you gotta live with someone for like sixty years or whatever. Like that's too long. I, yeah, it's it's uh, literally just like people who want to put a label on it, but like, that's it. And uh, they want to put a label on it and like change their names and do the whole. Yep, we're married for everything, but it's this, not a big deal. You have to be like Adam level. It's a, yeah, and that it is like a traditional stance in that way. Yeah, can yeah. I? Um, this is an epiphany I had last night. And this is probably going to sound very simple, but to make a marriage work, you need to love each other, and that I think that's probably <laughs> true because <laughs> right, of most relationships yeah. in general. Like, it's not going to last if you don't love them. And, but uh, that love changes, though, right? You fall out of love with somebody. But like, you can love it. somebody and then stop loving each other. And, and then, one of you can stop loving the other person and then the other one still loves it. And then it's real sad. Yeah. Real, real sad. Because my friend is just gone. My best friend. I was best man at his wedding and stuff. He's going through a divorce. And, so he's uh, single. Yeah. <laughs> he's oh, very good looking. Like on the prowl. <laughs> and um, her re- and his wife. And uh, like we, uh, my, Marta contacted him because Marta gets distressed like when other people are getting divorced, cause she, especially close friends. Cause right. She, um, and then she contacted the girl because uh, we're really close friends with her. And she's like, Why, what, what happened? And she, her reason was I just stopped loving him. That's so, the thing, right? Like, yeah, happens. you can fall out of love. Yeah. Okay, this is what I'm scared of. Okay, like, I, yeah, I'm spiders. not. Spiders. So I'm not, like, talking about marriage. Like, I'm not concerned about getting married or anything right. like that but i i am like i was watching some post-apocalyptic thing the other night the mist no yeah the mist anyway and i was just like oh my god like if i went missing or like if there was like a uh like some kind of epidemic mm-hmm. where i'm alone in my house like would anybody try to be kind trying to call me i wouldn't and and making sure i was okay nope. and like or wanting to be with me at that point nope. like i i'm so I scared be with you right now i'm Tor- so scared of being alone i mean Tor, the problem is you know these millennials just don't call each other no more it's all text 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 snapchat <laughs> snapchat Ugh. oh Nick, dad, you're say? right sure. <laughs> uh, that's i mean there's many reasons i'm married one of the reasons is it's a, it's like an insurance policy thing, yeah when i get Fear of being alone. When sure. I get sick, yeah. when some shit happens to me, I've got someone there that I know will cover me. Like I know, like I, I know she'll be there. All you yeah. need is a girlfriend with low enough self-esteem that she won't break up with you, guys. I've got it worked out. <laughs> yeah, guys, it's fine. Not everybody can be as lucky as you, Joe. Sorry, <laughs> not, everyone, yes. Yes. not everyone can be as much of a sociopath yeah. as me. But um, no, no, this is the thing. I, I, I totally get that. Like mm. uh, that's the thing. I mean, I got married when my dad died, like for sure, because I was like, "Oh my god!" Like everything is now so uncertain in my life. Like um, here's like some permanence and stability. But I think this, I forgot divorce exists. Yeah, like it's <laughs> it's no kind of insurance policy. People get divorced all the time. It's like harder to break up, but you can still break up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like for sure. Like loads of people get divorced. Well, all that's the time. exactly why I wouldn't get married because I'm like it doesn't well, even make sense. Yeah, it just makes exactly. It, it just means that whenever you break up with that person, 
it'll be way more annoying. And and okay, and that's the reason why I think <laughs> that gay marriage should be legalized. Because fuck this gay people. Well, no, just the fact that they should have that right. They should have that right yeah, to sure. have the worst breakup of their life. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Absolutely. it is. Oh, yeah. yeah, it is a worst breakup. I think when you're married, then not being married. Yeah. Uh, Nick is now. Nick has an ex-wife. Do so Martin, Martin doesn't know about. She also mm. wouldn't fuck him until he married her. So he married her for like three weeks. Yeah. <laughs> but you can't tell her that. But no, no, no Martin sh- doesn't. Yeah, for sure. You can't tell her that. But put this podcast out. <laughs> yeah. No one. No one will ever listen to it. It's fine. <laughs> I'm run by another lawyer. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, for sure. Like my marriage breakup was was the worst ever. Were like, you saving it- yourself as well? Uh, hmm. <laughs> I think Jess is beyond saving by now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, so at the t- uh, when I um, around the time like I proposed uh, to my ex, like um, like cause I think you had that conversation a lot with someone where you're like, oh, how many people you slept with? How many people you slept with? Like that thing where you sort of trade numbers. And at the time, I, I- stopped doing that. That's the thing. Because I I'm don't- an adult. Well, <laughs> I was a pretty. I was pretty young at the time. But um, how old, how old were you? I was twenty four. Listen, I'm not going to say I've grown up quickly, but, um, but yeah, so at the time, uh, cause we were going to get married, right? And we were like, oh, we should find out all the sexual history stuff at this point. And I was like, oh, and I felt really guilty about it. I was like, oh, I've, I've had sex with like 80 women and Ew. it is, it's gross, grosser for them than me. But, um, but I was like, you know, definitely was the thing I've had, I've had sex oh, with 80 women. I've, just this, a second. Hold that thought. <laughs> I've had sex with 80 women. I've not pleasured no, 80, no, 80 women. <laughs> I've got 72 uh, apology notes. Oh, to write. God. Uh, I'm just going to eat this. Oh, you've already eight of them. Okay, cool. Yep, cool. Uh, but yeah, uh, so I was like, oh, and I felt like really guilty about it. And then she was like, oh, I've had. And then she was like, did some quick, like, mental math. And then she's like, oh, I've had about 100 dicks in me. And I was like, and I high fived her, and I was like, yeah, woo! Let's we're, get married. We're both, yeah, we're both uh, com- completely loveless sex monsters. Uh, let's build a let's build a life together. But um, I forget why I brought that up. I don't. Actually, okay, I I joke. I'm I sure say, I had a point. I joke but I when that's disgusting because I mean, like, do what you want with yourself. You know? Oh, this is all, no, that's yeah. the thing. Most of it was like really empty. I kind of regret a lot of it. Um, but well, that's a shame. Well, they regret it more. <laughs> <laughs> But, uh, but yeah, no, I don't know. Uh, fuck, I totally forget why I brought that up. Jess, do you reckon uh, you maybe you'll have a different point of view on marriage if when your dad died, you mm. married your mum? <laughs> <laughs> I, I thought you were going to ask no, something. In many ways, I did. I thought Rory's question, when he started that question, would have ended. Good? No, don't do worry. You, do you think if your dad didn't die, you wouldn't have, you would not have got married? I absolutely would not have gotten married. Okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> No, that's the only reason I did it. Like, I was, uh, I always thought marriage was dumb. Uh, I thought, you know, if you're going to be with someone, you be with them and you can be with them forever, and that's totally cool. Um, but there's no reason to, like, legally create, like, an obligation that you have to stay. Because then, th- then you get in this situation where, like, you probably both don't want to be in it, or you, you maybe both don't want to be in it, but you're like, well, it's a lot of paperwork. I may as well just be unhappy. That doesn't mm. really make any sense to me. Mm. Um, but then, yeah, my dad died, and I was like, all right, I've got to get married. I've got to start a family. Like, we're going to have kids. And I stopped, like, traveling the world. We, like, came back, stopped doing all the hardcore drugs, went to university, and, I, and then we started, like, saving up for a house and stuff. But then it got to this point where we were, like, because we both did loads of drugs together. And then we both, like, just fucked a bunch of people. And then we both gave up both of those things when we got back. 
And then it took about two or three years before she was like, no, I really like drugs and fucking people. And I was like, in a lot of ways, I can see your point. Like, we both did that all the time. And that's how we became friends. So it's kind of odd that we both thought that this would work. It's probably, I think uh, marriage is romantic. And I Mine think, wasn't. <laughs> well, okay, yeah, but... Oh, the maybe, idea of marriage. Yes, I totally agree with yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, because you're like, oh, I'm going to be with you forever. Yeah. Yeah. Let's have a big day to celebrate our love. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Aww. And make a promise that you'll stay forever in front of all your friends and family. Like yeah. a big commitment. Look, it's a public declaration. true romance. <laughs> <laughs> but it's an interesting thing. Even get to the stage of saying, yes, I will be with you forever mm-hmm. or till we die. It's still a big commitment. Even even if you're not married to make that commitment I, I to someone. I would agree, but like, I feel like it's almost a bigger commitment just to like not go through that bullshit rigmarole. And actually, just like love and care about someone mm-hmm. and be with them for ages, like like that's about. I I I feel like the marriage ceremony is more about self indulgence than anything. Totally. It's about like I want everyone to look at me and think I'm pretty or handsome, yeah. and to tell everyone like, oh look, look how much we love each other. We love each other more than anyone else yeah. here. Hey, hey, that's why everyone's looking at us. Let My me. parents got married sure. because it made it easier for them to move to Canada. Oh uh, yeah. I almost married my current girlfriend to make it easier for her to stay. And then we very luckily found out we didn't have to do it. Yeah. Well, but that we were both true, so relieved. That is true romance. <laughs> that is romance there. But, well, that's the thing. Yeah. When yeah. I proposed to her this time, like this girlfriend, like when I proposed to her, I proposed to her so reluctantly. Like we were talking, we were sitting down, like talking about the immigration thing. You didn't get down on one knee. Like, no, I went, I went down. I want to hear the story. No, I literally went down on one knee. I went down on one knee and I said, well, baby, I guess if we have to. I can marry you. Aww. And then, yeah, like, I, I actually, tr- I tried this on stage, but it is 100% true that she started crying, but, like, not tears of joy. She was just like, oh, no, uh, like, this is, I, I spent all these years becoming a doctor, and now this is the only way I can stay in this country if this fucking idiot open micah can be my husband. <laughs> so this podcast isn't even that good. No. <laughs> She doesn't want to get married? Uh, no, 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 we don't want to get married at all. But okay. we do actually, we do genuinely like, uh, we are building a life together and stuff. Yep. So like, we, we plan to be together for, for whatever. Forever. Until you stop loving each other. Oh, I think if we stop loving each other for sure, like we but wouldn't you... want to be together anymore. But... Okay. Until it fizzles out. Um, the other thing I was going <laughs> to ask <laughs> is... Are um, you dependent on each other? Your first wa- your <laughs> wife. I am dependent on her, for sure. Your wife. We have a codependent relationship, but I don't know that that's love. So you got married because your dad died. Why did your wife get married to you? What was her? I what, made what, her. Oh. <laughs> she, what like, was uh, her uh, deal? So hundred percent. Hundred percent. She did not want to get married. <laughs> but uh, you can laugh on my you brother. Rape marry um, her? No, 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 no. I didn't rape marry her. No, I raped married her after we were. No, okay. Um, but you were like, a, oh, you know, if you wanna, you want this bit of meth here, we're gonna give hundred bucks, or we're gonna do marriage. You forced her to go through a whole marriage ceremony. I forced her to <laughs> become married, like not just go through the ceremony. So, so here, yeah. So here's where it was. I was like, "Hey, let's get married." At the time, both high on meth. She was like, "All right, cool." Uh, then, <laughs> then the next day, uh, we both were like, well, "It was probably a bad idea." But I was like, "No, no, no. My dad died. We should totally get, still get married." And then uh, we had this whole like sort of maybe three month period where she was like, "Listen." 
I don't know about this whole marriage thing. And I was like, first of all, you agreed. (laughs) Oh, smug jazz. I was like lawyering her into it. Smug jazz, was it? Yeah, of course I was smug as fuck. I was like, listen, uh, you said you were going to marry me, so I think you want to keep to your word. Jazz, Um, uh, I think the problem of marriage isn't like anything you're describing. I think the problem of marriage is you. (laughs) (laughs) Like, why do you pick somebody who doesn't want to get married to marry well, she, she, was there. she was there. Even someone um, that doesn't want to get married to you. Oh, no, she didn't get married at all, but she also did not want to get married to me. That's, I'm under the subset of Why all. didn't it work? What happened? Uh, yeah, just don't know. Love? So, uh, <laughs> so then, <laughs> so then, like, yeah, over this, like, a f- uh, few months or whatever, like, uh, she was like, oh, listen, I don't know about this whole marriage thing. And I was like, no, 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 like, we should get married. And then it got to this point where uh, she was more or less being like, uh, all right. Cards on the table, we shouldn't be getting married. And I was like, all right, cool. In that case, I'm leaving. And she was like, no, don't leave. Like, I love you and I want to be with you. And I was like, well, we're either getting married or I'm going. Oh, so ultimatum. More, yeah, so more oh. or less. Yeah, I, wow. I, I, I said it was going to end or we'd get married. And then she picked marriage. And then uh, that was not a very good marriage for some reason. <laughs> I think I think that was... Uh, for some reason, guys, it, it didn't work out. So, Jez, look, Crazy. if I was classifying things... Yeah? I would classify that as spousal abuse. <laughs> <laughs> That's your legal classification. But Nick yes. would still defend you in a court of law. He would absolutely oh, use yeah. history. I'm defended worse. Yes, your history of defense. <laughs> I would hope that that I wouldn't be your worst defense based on a previous story we've heard on the podcast. No. Okay, here's a weird thing. I once had a guy say to me, like, we we're dating and uh, we'd already slept together. And he said to me, um, I don't want to have sex with you because I'm not sure if I'm going to marry you. Ooh. I feel like without having sex with someone, you should not ever but be able to be sure, But we already had sex. Oh, I yeah. think he just didn't want to fuck you anymore. I know. I'm like, just say that. Why do you have to beat around the bush? Well, he very specifically you. doesn't. All right. Uh, it's fine. It's fine. Yeah, you, hey, you take it. You take it. You, 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 I mean, you that's the, the general consensus that I took from it. Yeah. Was that I'm like, well, what the fuck are you even doing with me? Like, why are we in this bed together? Why do we, why do we even hang out? Why do we still do mouth stuff? A little bit. He was a shitty kisser. That was the worst thing. No, I, I, I wasn't talking about kissing. Oh, Wait, Jess, down under. Mouth stuff, mouth stuff. Mouth stuff. Oh, mouth stuff. Okay, I thought you meant like mouth stuff. Mouth stuff. Yeah, yeah. do you still do like bestiality stuff? <laughs> <laughs> just like, you just play with mice. You don't have to fucking shove them up there. Oh. <laughs> I don't know how you play with mice. for pets. <laughs> God, it's always sex with you two. I hate it. Okay. <laughs> just like he did. Sorry, I've just got an image of okay, me why? raping a mouse. Why? <laughs> of you <laughs> doing it? How would you rape a mouse? Just, I feel <laughs> like they would be making a much more high pitched, full of pain sound than that. That's mouse. more of a cute little mouse sound. This is nice. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's consensual. That's, it's cool, guys. Don't worry about it. Yeah, Let's, get married, <laughs> <laughs> Let's get married, mouse. Let's get married. I'm you to leaving. Be my first. <laughs> he fucks a mouse and marries him. Nick, uh, uh, as a, I mean, this is not my legal, uh, my legal advice, <laughs> but I think that uh, I can classify that as a mouse abuse. Oh, <laughs> Bola. Bola. <laughs>
Zip Podcast. Um, I think it was alright. It's pretty fun, right? Pretty fun chat. Uh, guys, I'm not going to do much, too much on the outro, but uh, just a reminder, you can, of course, follow me on the various social medias at Infinite Jazz. Uh, you can go to my website, infinitejazz.com. And uh, please, please, please uh, come to my friend show if you are in Perth. Oh, please. Or if you're in Adelaide as well, I'm going to be bringing it there. Uh, the friend show is called Jazz Watts colon Smug Face. Because i got a fucking smug face. Oh, I did want to talk about this. Uh, here's the thing, right? Smug Face is like, I, I like like the way people title albums or whatever. This is, this is sort of the, the format that I've chosen for, for, for titling this particular friend show. Where it's just like a deep cut from, from, from one of the jokes like on the album or, or in the show or whatever. Uh, where that deep cut also says something about the performer, right? Now I have a kind of a smug face. I made this, like, I got this wicked poster made, um, where it's, uh, it's a recreation of the Clockwork Orange poster. Looks schmick. Um, I'm super happy with the show title, super happy with the poster. But I realized after I titled the show and the poster was done and I registered it and all this kind of stuff, the, the joke that that line comes from is actually pretty fucking like, weak compared to the rest of my material, and I'm gonna need to cut it now, like, I'm just cutting it right now from, like, my pro sets, um, so now that I'm gonna tour this show for the next year, I'm gonna need to keep this weak fucking joke in there, just because it's a reference to the show title, it is very frustrating, um, and I, I guess what I'm saying is, guys, I'm getting too good, um, but no, it's, oh, fuck, it's so annoying, it's so fucking irritating, but anyway, I've like I've cannibalized the best line of a joke. I'll put it somewhere else. And I guess, you know, in a fifty minute show or whatever, like one joke that's like kind of a bit weak, I guess, is not the end of the world. But um God, I was so fucking pissed off when I realized it. Anyway, um yeah, so come come to my friend's show, uh Jazz Watts Smug Face, um, if you are in Perth and uh go to the Infinite Jess website, infinitejess.com dot AU uh for links to the all the shows we're doing. Um, oh, we're, next week, uh, December 19, uh, Infinite Jess, like the, the weekly show, the Monday show is, we're having our Christmas, uh, Christmas episode, uh, where all of our favorite comics are on and, um, two really incredible comics from over East as well. I like emceeing and, and headlining. So if you are in Perth, like come along, it'll be fucking sick. Um, yeah, I guess that's it. Uh, guys, thanks so much. That is the podcast. Uh, i see you in the next thousand years. The Great War of China. Two thousand years. Petra. Eight hundred and fifty years. The whole world. Seven days. The greatest album of all time only took James Donald Forbes McCann 24 hours.